This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 949. Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring. Oh yes, welcome one and all to another edition of Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. My name is Tim Nicholson. I'm very happy to have your company for the next 58 or so minutes. A gigantic thanks, of course, to Luke and the gang for Critical Hit. They'll be back next week and uh, probably for the next few weeks in a row, I suspect. So make sure you're listening to them at 3pm every Saturday because they're ace. Um, I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Paul Marrick. Hello. Hello. How are we? I'm so glad to be here. I'm very excited to... I, we have not done this together yet, no, have we? We're, we're radio virgins in that sense. <laughs> we are, but we're going through it together. Yeah, and that's slowly. how it we... hand in hand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You well? You've had a busy week. Yes, it's like a ghost town here. Everyone's over in Frankfurt at the moment. They are. We are not, though. Yes, I, I will be tonight, but yeah, <laughs> I'm right. stopping off on the way to the airport, I guess. As you do, <laughs> as you do, which will be very exciting. We'll, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Frankfurt later on and uh, see what we've got coming up. Um, I think the boys did a bit of a chat about it last week, but obviously every week that goes past, something new has been revealed, something ridiculous has been revealed. We'll be talking <laughs> a little bit about that. Um, some Ford news we've got coming up as well. I'm going to drive the Suzuki Vitara, and Paul, mm. you're driving something a little bit more exciting. Yes, the Suzuki Vantage. <laughs> That's it. It's the Aston it. Martin. Yeah, look, they're, they're much the same, I think. Yeah, same-ish. Yeah. Two doors, yeah, stuff, four, exactly. something like something that, four wheels. Like that. By the way, if you have any questions, if you want to know something that we might know, highly unlikely, but we, we can try, um, text in 0427JOY949 or email onair at joy.org.au. We love hearing from you, and if you've got any questions, we can attempt to assist you, uh, but don't hold your breath. Um, um, <laughs> now, straight into the news, Paul, lots been happening this week. Um, I have it on good authority, ladies and gentlemen, that Suzuki are bringing back the Ignis nameplate. Do you remember the Ignis? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time, hasn't it, between drinks? Mm. Maybe, Maybe it should have been longer, <laughs> perhaps. Do you find this... Look, they're doing this a lot. They've yeah. got Vitara, they've brought that back. They're bringing back Bellino. Yep. Ignis? Yeah, it's a funny one. Vitara makes mm. sense because it resonates with yep. four-wheel drive buyers, but Ignis... I don't know who that resonates with, really. Maybe it's popular overseas or something. Potentially. But even Bellino. Like, yeah. the Bellino didn't last very long. No. It was kind of forgettable from Absolutely. my memory. Yeah. So, it's they, they, they really are trying to kind of recapture that um, 90s, early yep. noughties kind of thing. And it's like, I feel like maybe that's not always going to work. Yeah, it's not. And look, maybe the Vitara is something to go by because mm. I, I think it's, it's a really neat car. It's yep. well-priced and... Yep. It sort of it, it seems right. So if they mm. can get the nostalgia right with the car, yeah. then the name can be a second thought. Yeah, you know, process or yeah. something. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's and that's the thing. And look, I mean, with this Ignis, it's going to be they've got a tiny, tiny, tiny little crossover thing. I think they called it the IM4 concept. Yeah. And it looks set to to show up on that. But um, yeah, whether people are kind of going to be a bit like, really, really, Suzuki? Yeah. <laughs> well, it remains to be seen. So we will have to uh, wait and see what happens there. 
Um, some also some other potentially exciting news. Uh, earlier this week, uh, there were spy uh, images of the Ford Fusion ST, which has been rumoured, like, you know, which is Fusion in Australia. Yep. It's Mondeo. Is this a good thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just love anything with an ST uh, because it means it's fast and, yep. and faster. And I, I love the Mondeo. I, I don't know if I'm a weirdo for that, but I, I just think it's a really cool car. And if I had to get a wagon... That'd be right up there. I mean, yeah. how cool are inflatable seatbelts? <laughs> that, that alone is just sweet. So, Making safety cool. Yeah, and I remember the last XR5 Monday was pretty awesome. So mm. if they can make it sound great with like the, the Focus ST induction noise and all that sort of cool stuff, mm. I reckon it'd be, it'd be good. I like it. And in this market, obviously with what's happening next year, which we'll talk about soon uh, with Ford Australia, that it's almost like they need something yep. that's, you know, it's not going to be a V8 performance car, yep. but it's going to have a bit of zing and it's a bigger yep. car. And it's Euro, you know, yeah. like I say that with hands in air because it's it's one of those things people think it's 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 a very European car and it's mm. got some cachet. Yeah. And if it's priced right, I think it could do well. And it looks good. It already looks good in titanium, yep. guys. It's yep. pretty sexy. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm a, a bit of a fan of that car. Um, now, BMW, I, I wasn't really sure this was happening, but apparently the <laughs> iBrand is going crazy uh, in the future and there's going to be a lot more of them. So uh, the i5 was going to be a thing that was going to be like a 5 series. Yeah, yeah but rumours are now it's going to be like a crossover with hydrogen fuel cell power, which is a bit... Is, is that really coming back, though, the fuel cell thing? I thought we were electric now and that's no longer a thing. Well, I think Toyota and BMW are working on some tech together, so I feel like this Hyundai's must be Hyundai's got the, the iX35 thing. Yes. Yes, they do. That's very true. So it's uh, this might be the fruits of their labour together, but um, like if this is a production car, it's yeah. it's not going to be wildly successful for many years, and especially not in Australia. Like we don't have an ounce of hydrogen fuel cell technology yeah. here at all. And I think what they're trying to do is they're looking down the future with Tesla, and they're like, well, if if that takes off, yeah. we need a differentiator, and if that's hydrogen. Tesla won't touch that, so yeah. perhaps that's their train of thought. Yeah, they're really anti, aren't they? Yeah, it, it appears that way, yeah. so maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, very interesting. Well, speaking of Toyota and fuel cells, they, uh, they are bringing their very odd-looking Mirai car, which I th no, it's not a concept, it's a production car now. Yeah. So it looks like... What is, I, don't, I don't know how to describe... A dropped pie. It, <laughs> it does, and that is a polite way of saying yeah. it. There are a lot of more despicable things you could have said, so thank you. Um, it is foul. But look, the technology is amazing. It is yep. a hydrogen fuel cell-powered car, and uh, Toyota Australia are going to bring one example down here and show it off at some um, convention that is, you know, coincidentally sponsored by Toyota Australia <laughs> to do with alternative energy and stuff. And they're basically... They're going to start pushing this with the federal government and say, hi, guys, maybe you could support alternative fuels. Yeah, or not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever suits. Well, yeah. this is the thing. That's, they're going to face a bit of a battle there in, with the, our current government, I suspect. Yeah, I, I don't love it. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Some people people yeah. bought a ton of Priuses, so... Mm. Yeah, this is the thing. You never know. It's a Toyota. Very, very true. Um, now, some more local news uh, coming out of Fiat Chrysler Australia. You, they've had some interesting news of late, but uh, <laughs> this one uh, is is a little yeah. bit less dramatic. But they have killed a couple of models. I think we knew that the Panda was going to be taken off the market, but the Punto, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. dead as a doornail. And, yeah. and Toyota with the ruckus. 
That's gone as well. Outrageous. Yeah, ruckus. I remember when I, that first came out and I drove it, I thought, oh, wow, I'm really hip. And then, like, old people started driving them and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll leave that one. Yep. I love that you thought that you were hip. <laughs> yeah. you were like, just for a second. Like, Damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a real, um, not a grey nomad car because they're not going anywhere. It's yeah. just greys around town, I yeah, guess. Yes, exactly. It's it's one of those cars like the Soul that yeah. just didn't strike the right chord. Works in the US and, and in yeah. other markets, but just not in Australia. It's really weird with the Soul because that is one of, I think it's Kia's either top selling car or one yep. of their top selling cars in America and it just goes insane over there. They've got yep. an electric version. Yep. You know, and I don't hate the Soul. I yep. think it's a fine little thing. Like in the neons that flashed with the subwoofer. I mean, that is, awesome. surely that would be a hit in Geelong, but it was, <laughs> just wasn't a thing. No, sadly not. So they're, they're all gone. I'm, I'm not sad about the Punto, I must say. No. There was not, not much great stuff with the Puntos. So. Not a lot happening there. And the Panda's a really quirky little thing. I think yeah. it's a bit sad, but it was really, it wasn't a cheap car to buy. No. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot there, yeah. I suspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it, it was short lived as well. So, yeah. Big deal. Um, now, speaking of big deals, tomorrow is a big deal if you're a Holden fan. Absolutely. Tomorrow is actually the biggest deal. And I th- I mean, personally, as, mm. as a big fan of Australian cars, yep. I am sad and happy about tomorrow. So tomorrow they're re- revealing uh, the Series 2 VF Commodore. Um, now, based on on some spy picks that we got. Um, apparently, the car will have a bimodal exhaust um, based on, again, information that, that we've got a 6.2-litre V8, so yeah. it will be a big step up from the current engine. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some styling changes as well. Um, it'll all be revealed tomorrow, but mm. look, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. I think this is this is the best car ever built in Australia, yeah. and um, it's, it's such a proud, sort of inspiring car, yeah. but unfortunately, it will be the last for yeah. the Commodore locally built, and it will be taken over by something else after. It's still got two years to run, and it's yep. actually selling pretty well. Yeah. And it, like in the last couple of months, it's done really well. And look, maybe that's in run-out mode. Maybe yep. people are getting good deals and all that kind of stuff. But I, I love the fact that the Commodore is consistently in the top five bestsellers, and everyone says, oh, you know, people don't want big cars. Obviously, in this country, they do. Yep. They want all cars. You can't Absolutely. say anything like that in this Absolutely. country. I think it's really stupid to just go, oh, people don't want this, people want this. It's like, yeah. people want everything, yeah? Absolutely. Look at the market. Anyway, yeah. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so high up there. I know. But it's it's, it's a car that, that I love the SS. The SS Ute mm. is like my my Bogan wet dream. It's such a great car. <laughs> I just love it. So it's, it's cool yep. to see that they're still enduring with it. And yeah. hopefully before it all ends, we'll see a, a special edition or something cool to sort of really sign it all off. Something exciting. That's very yeah. true. Well, next week we will uh, we'll give you all of the details of the new Commodore so make sure you are with us uh, in a week's time. Uh, until then, we've got lots more coming up so make sure you stick around. This is Fender Bender. Tim and Paul here with you. This is Fender Bender. It's Joy's very own motoring program. We're very excited to have your company on this balmy Saturday? We're it's weird, balmy? isn't it? It's warm. Mm. Yeah. It's so strange, but not... It's cloudy. It's uh, it's free. Who knows blown. what's happening? Thank you, <laughs> Melbourne, once again. Um, now, Paul, we've just been talking about Holden. Of course, there is another car maker that is going to wind up here soon, and that is, of course, Ford, which yeah. had some news this week too. You, you know the, that website where you could go in and, and it would tell you when you were dying, like the date, <laughs> date that you would die? Yep. Well, this is kind of the Ford version. <laughs> um, so they have announced officially that production will end on October 7, 2016. So... It's, it's good and bad news. So, good news because the workers know that it's not going to end early because there was always a concern yeah. that if Falcon really tanked, sort of been floating a bit now thanks to XR8, yeah. um, that they would finish it early. Um, but they have announced that it will go till then, which is 
good. Bad news as well, because like the Commodore, uh, it will be the last, mm. you know, locally produced Falcon. You know, it's mm. sad stuff. Um, it is sad. I mean, it, it, as you, I think you're right, though. It, there, it's kind of good that there's some certainty that, yes, there is still a year or so to go because there was very much that risk, but they're, they're sticking with it. So that's yeah. good for those workers. Yeah, look, and, and, and on the back of that, um, we snagged some uh, spy photos of the final XR6 Turbo. Mm. So um, what was very interesting as I was flicking through these images from our photographer, uh, I paused when I got to the front tyres because it has Brembo brakes. Um, oh. So the car is rumoured to be sporting 310 kilowatts of power. And uh, again, based on information we received from a government website uh, with higher fuel use, it will probably yeah, do the 310, uh, 570 newton metres of torque. Sugar. Um, so it should really get moving. Bigger brakes. So hopefully, uh, and, and of course we revealed a long time ago that Sprint could be used as well, the, the uh, nameplate. So yeah. it, it'd be great to see them sign off with, with a mm. bit of pizzazz and a bit of bang. Um, you know, fingers crossed. If you want to say the picks, just go to caradvice.com.au. You've got them all up there. Um, doesn't look any different visually. Perhaps there'll be a couple of changes just before they release it. But they'd surely they'd have some kind of flourish. I would hope so. Well, yeah. Well, they've gone to all of that trouble to kind of redesign that car. Yeah. And I think really well. It's a great well. looking car. I, I, just before, when I was yep. walking up to Joy, I saw a taxi version. Yeah, and I was it's like, neat. I was like, I thought it was actually a Genesis, a Hyundai Genesis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is that? And I was like, it's a Falcon. Hello. Yep. Um, now, so this is the, you're talking about the XR6. So do we think they're going to do anything with a V8 or is it looking just like the V6? Look, they've, got the six be, cylinder? they've got to be careful with the V8 because mm. the V8 at the moment is is capped at 335 kilowatts. Right. Now, we all know that that's the same engine that they've used in FPV models and they've been able to extract right. over 400 with Overboost, although they claim 351, but it, it's more than that. Mm. I reckon if you took that car to a tuner, you could have a pretty mean sort of 400 plus kilowatt car. Yeah. I don't think they'll touch it because anyone that paid 70 odd thousand dollars for a GTF will be kind of annoyed if you then just release one that's a lot less. A little bit testy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's all happening with Ford. Uh, good news, bad news, as you say. So we will keep our eyes peeled on that, of course. Um, some other news this week. Obviously, we're leading into Frankfurt. So it's been a reveal festival this week. And some of them, well, one big car wasn't actually, isn't going to be at um, Frankfurt. And that's the Hyundai Elantra. So isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know what Why? they've done there. A little bit that strange. Should be there. And for, for, for the listeners who don't know what Frankfurt is, it's mm. pretty much one of the world's biggest motor shows. Yep. And what happens each year is the manufacturers pay for us journos to go over and, and uh, go on a holiday. I mean, I mean work... <laughs> in Frankfurt and uh, cover the motor show. And uh, basically, um, it's it's three days of full-on just new cars. So there is everything yeah. from bespoke random brands all the way through to, to big companies like Hyundai, Kia's yeah. of the world that are revealing new things for us to go and, you know, look at. Yeah. and But for some reason, Hyundai have uh, decided to do this in Korea and have had nothing to do with... The, uh, the, the motor show. I'm not sure if the Elantra sells in Europe or if it does, it maybe it doesn't sell very well there. Yeah. It's apparently their biggest selling model globally, yeah, which I'm surprised at. It, but that is the... I had no idea. That yeah. is... Yep. Really interesting. That's what it said on their little release, and I had to read it about five times before it really sunk in. Well, locally, the Elantra great... was the top seller. <laughs> locally, it's a great car, yeah, especially with the local right. tuning they do. So. Yeah. Yeah, the current one actually does all right. And look, the 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 design now of the the new one, it's 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 very similar. It's it's basically the same kind of shape, but they've shoved the Tucson, their new yes. SUV, front on it, and Genesis tail end. Yeah, and That's Jag XF. It. 
yeah. the t- uh, front headlights. headlights. A little bit, yeah. Mm. So it's a little bit derivative, but it looks really smart. Yeah. And as you say, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great little car. So they should do okay with that. But at Frankfurt proper, we will see, and we've seen it this week, finally after, I feel like it's nearly three years of teasing, the Bentley Bentayga. Is it oh, Bentayger? Oh, sorry, I just vomited a little bit in my mouth. Um, who cares how it's pronounced? Because oh. it is ugly and like all the spy photos you mentioned uh you could pretty much tell what it looked like and everyone was looking at it going i hope it looks nothing like that and then they revealed it and it's like yeah it does look like that I feel like it looks less unappealing than I thought it would. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, given but the because it maybe came that was from the that strategy. Well, yeah, I think that's what it was because it the concept they revealed. I think it was some motor show in twenty twelve, and uh, people were just absolutely gobsmacked at how yep. unattractive it was. And it yep. really is. If you go on, if you search it, it's got it's got a name like a fax machine. But if you <laughs> search Bentley SUV concept, you the will Bentega see the Bentayga five thousand twenty eight point eight k exactly. <laughs> Absolutely foul. So they've toned it down a little bit, but um, I mean, it doesn't really matter what we think, though. It's going to sell like the Chinese will be yeah. the ones that buy it. Yeah, uh, in China, that car will sell like hotcakes. And it's funny because the interior, uh, they have not upgraded anything, and and that is Bentley's shortfall. They have like literally no tech. They have nothing yeah. modern there, and it's a shortfall that they really sort of should have addressed. Yeah, but they haven't with this car, and it's quite disappointing. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's the buyer. Like, if you look at a Bentley buyer, they don't care for DAB Plus or Bluetooth audio streaming. And it has got all that stuff. But you hop into... I remember the last one that I drove was a a Continental something. And it was... It it felt like I'd stepped out of a Touareg from eight years ago because it it was just old school gauges and Volkswagen stuff. But I think you're right. That's what the buyers want. They're not going to use most of the tech that's in that car. So, why bother doing it? Yeah. Yeah. They just want fancy leather. Yeah. Expensive fancy. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't, ladies and gentlemen? Um, uh, Some other high-end stuff was, of course, the Rolls-Royce Dawn. Now, this is... Well, I thought it was simply a a, a drophead or a convertible version of the Wraith Coupe, but they they say in their press materials that it's actually only a little bit Wraith and it's also partly flying spur and a cat. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things put in there. (laughs) And yawn. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Look, I've driven the Wraith. It is quite an accomplished, beautiful vehicle. Is it? But... It's still very HMAS-ish. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite big. And the Dawn, look, the Dawn, it, it's a great-looking car, mm. but people just need to get this idea out of their heads that it's a sports car. Yeah. It is a real cruiser. You would hop in there with um, your fur coat yeah. and you'd be blasting down the motorway to somewhere. Yeah. Um, not in Australia because you'd get fines and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, it is a car that will appeal to some buyers, the mm. Carl Sanderlands. I think Carl Sanderlands, <laughs> doesn't, he, yeah, doesn't he have a drophead? John Laws or someone? John like, Laws does. Yeah. Um, Carl Sanderlands would and he would like paint it puce or yeah. something and yeah yuck. if uh, if you know the color of Kyle Sandyland's Rolls Royce please text in 0427 joy 949 <laughs> we would love to find out because we can only assume it's going to be horrendous <laughs> Um, sorry, Kyle, if you're listening, which you obviously would be. Yeah. Um, some other more realistic cars that were revealed, though. Uh, finally, we've seen the Renault Megane, the that new Megane. Good. Does I don't it? Mind it? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's quite ugly, then. Yeah. No. 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 Look. <laughs> I really like the shape. Uh, again, uh, we urge you to go and have a look on the Jugal machine. Um, it, it's they're going with this really interesting design theme with a, a, what do you call it? Hook-like daytime running lights yeah. that kind of trail down to the bumper, and they've done it on a couple of models yep. now. And I'm just not sold on it. Yeah, that that's not a great thing. I don't think um, no. that, that could be a big improvement. But it doesn't have that huge bum like the the old old one did. Oh, I love that. Bum. Uh, yeah. I'm an ass man, though, yeah. through and through. So it was I a did big love old it. booty. It was, um, <laughs> there was a lot of junk in that old there trunk. Was. 
But um, yeah, no, look, yeah. It, it will do. I'm keen to see the RS. Um, uh, yeah. Just to see what that's like. Yeah. Um, I reckon that'll be cool. It's very... And look, it's distinctive and that's what Renault should be, yeah. I think. That's true. Being French and all of that kind of thing. So, uh, that could work. Another big reveal this week, of course, was the Prius, as you mentioned before. You're not a gigantic Yuck. fan of that one. What Yuck. do you think of this new look? <laughs> no, no. The new one is, like, even way worse than the old one. Mm. It looks terrible. And, you know, please text us if, if you disagree, mm. but I think it looks foul. It's, it looks pinched. It looks stretched. Um, punched. Punched, <laughs> yeah. And it's very busy. But you yeah. know what? I, again, I think those kind of buyers, they really... People buy a Prius because they want to be seen driving a Prius. Not yeah. because they... Well, you know, they want to be environmentally friendly, but they out. want people to know that they're being environmentally yeah. friendly. And and in that sense, it will stand out. Yeah. And it'll be big in the US where a Prius is oh. a thing, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. not really a thing here. Yeah. Is it? Unless you're yet. a taxi. Um <laughs> Uh, now, another very interesting reveal, I think, that's happened overnight was the a new brand that has resurfaced, which we've t- talked about on the show before, Borgward, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I haven't seen this. What exactly oh, is it? Well, it is an SUV. Um, it's called the BX7, I think. And this is a reborn German brand that died decades ago. That is now back with vengeance with uh, the backing of Chinese giant Photon. Yeah, right. I'm looking yeah. at it now. It, it doesn't actually look that bad. No, it doesn't. I would say, this is my uh, critique, it looks like a Chinese-designed version of a European SUV, which yes. is pretty much exactly what it is. I was actually just about to say that. Um, and they're very proud with the brand lettering on the, on the boot there. It's very... That is big. That's like a Hilux. You know how they've got Toyota. On the yeah, back. Yeah. Well, it's just to remind you that it is a brand. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, what do you think about somebody trying to get in on, at the top end of the, the luxury market, the prestige market, with an entirely new brand? I mean, yeah. surely they're not going to be able to swing people from a Q7 Audi yeah. or something like that. It's confidence-inspiring, but unless you've got the backing of a, a premium manufacturer... It's, it's a struggle because you won't have the dynamics, you won't have the features, you won't have the reputation or the reliability. You know, the, I, I guess you might have the reliability, I wouldn't know, but it's, it's hard to convince people immediately of yeah. that. It's, it's not, not going to be that easy. And do you think when, if people find out that, you know, it is, it is backed by a big Chinese company, are they just going to kind of think, oh, it's just a, it's just a Chinese car? To be honest, I would. Right. Because until I see it crash tested and, and get a chance to drive it, yeah. I, I I can't see how it would be any different from everything else yeah. motoring that comes from China. And mm. I'm being very cynical there, but it's, it's just fine. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, another thing, we, we've just seen this teased so far. Uh, this is the Nissan Grips with a Z. Z. See what they did there? Yeah. Nissan Gri- Grips with a Z concept, which is like a little crossover, um, which apparently is going to be like a Z car. Mm. As in, you know, the 370Z and... The fact that the 370Z is pretty much a 350Z, which pretty much was released like a long time ago, yeah. doesn't really inspire me with confidence when they bring out something like that and call mm. it a Z car. Because to do it, to, you know, they've got to keep these Z cars up. You can't just let it yeah. willow away into the distance. So... Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not... A bit sceptical. Yeah, not salt. Because people, some people are reporting that this is going to replace... Like, it will be the new whatever Z car, and there yep. won't be a sports car version. It will be a crossover sports car. Is that and wise? That's what we've heard. I, I have seen a news story by, by our own Mike Costello to that effect. Ah, so, I suspect man. that could be yeah. a thing. 
perhaps yeah. and maybe this is a sign that that's that's where they're heading. And if it is, well, that's a little disappointing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of fans out there that'll be super yeah. pissed off about that. I suspect. Yeah, they're traditionalists. So, yeah. they've owned the cars, and and this isn't what they signed up for. No, it certainly isn't. So if you, I mean, if you did that alongside something like the Z car, sure. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, not instead of. No. Okay, hear that, listen. Yeah, <laughs> we told them. Um, and finally, at uh, uh, Frankfurt, you're also going to see something by uh, a company called Limousine. I think I pronounced that correctly because it's limousine. Um, oh, I get it. See what they did there. Um, now, they have created a limousine version of the Smart 4.2, which is a car that was given away right here on Joy 94.9 yes. for the Radiothon earlier this year. So, there is a limousine version of it with six wheels on 18-inch rims, of course. Um, and it is now a 5.5-metre-long car up from about two and a half So, does meters. that just make it like a normal sedan? <laughs> Pretty much. It's pretty much a Genesis. Yeah. That's what it is It looks is a now. bit dumb. It's crazy, but yeah. it's quite fun and a little yeah. bit silly. And it's good to see. It's so serious, these motor shows. So yeah. it's nice to see somebody coming up with something absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Oh, tick. We support it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the fender bender tick of approval, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, we've got lots more coming up, so make sure you stick around. This is Fender Bender. First up, well, not first up, just next up, quite frankly, uh, we're going to go a little bit high end. Now, this morning I saw on the interwebs, the young people's interwebs, <laughs> a very exciting video, Paul, that was an Aston Martin DB10. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was yeah. so cool. I, I couldn't stand for like a minute. <laughs> um, but because it, you were overwhelmed with correct. that you were going to faint. Yes. Um, <laughs> awesome. Just so cool. Yep. Burnouts is keyword that you want to look for. Yep. Um, and DB10 is replaced oh, the, the car that's coming up to, to pretty much usher out the DB9. So it is. Is that what? Well, because it's, it looks almost like look, a marketing tool for the new Bond movie. Yeah, it's... It probably won't be, but it will be like a car that will look like the right. car that ushers it out. So, I think yeah. it's just like a very clever marketing campaign and to, to sort of pair it with Bond yeah. is so cool. And BMW did it with Mission Impossible, but I don't really understand what benefit they got out of it because all the cars were crashed. Oh. <laughs> it was so weird. In the latest one? Yeah. Really? They were all BMWs and, and M4 was, well, sorry, M3 sedan was a big one. Oh. Um, but they, they had like a V8 engine note. And I'm like, no, no, you're doing that wrong. And uh, there was a few things <laughs> that cheeky. like uh, an autophile like myself picked up where they were using like uh, low profile tyres. And then when they got to a scene with all these stairs, they switched to these chubby sort of uh, tyres. I'm like, no, that's no, interesting. don't do it. That would have been a harsh ride down those stairs if oh, it was yeah, a real M3. It was not great. But that's that's happening a lot. I saw there was a something came up on my feed, Facebook feed the other day about some new transporter movie, which I thought they'd stopped making them about 10 years ago. Um, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, and it was uh, this entire scene that went for a few minutes that was the Audi S8. Yes. Did yes, you say that's that? Right. It's like, yes. is there, are there actors in this? Yeah. Is there a is plot a or is it just an ad for the Audi yeah, S8? It was, it's like, it's getting to the point of being pretty overt and outrageous. Yeah. But what's interesting about the, the Aston Martin um, thing is that I don't know who benefits more from that because people will go and see that movie yep. because of that car. Yes. But... Uh, it also goes the other way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting thing, that the connection that they have. I think it's like an aspirational thing because Ferrari for a long time now has been, I think it's the number one like known brand. Mm. So, when they do these surveys, that is like the number one known brand, not just of car brands, but just like of brands around the world. Yeah. So, I think that's the benefit for Aston Martin to, to say, well, if someone's going to see the film and it doing donuts and stuff, well... It may as well be our car, and people think highly of our car, and if they ever become rich, they can buy our car. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah it's, maybe that's it. It's very interesting how they've done it, though. But you, uh, you had a bit of time um, in a different Aston Martin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, this was. I'm, I'm such a big fan. I, I remember ages ago I first drove the V8 Vantage, which is their entry level car, mm. and was just blown away by how cool and raucous it was. Then they released the V12 version, which was originally a concept. And now they have the S version of the V12, and it is so cool. So it's this pint-sized car with a mammoth six-litre V12 under the bonnet. So now, is, it, is it quite a bit smaller? Is it, the, is, oh, it is a tiny little thing. I didn't realise. Um, okay. Two little two-seater. Yep. And just for the train spotters out there, even though the engine has 6.0 V12 written on it, it's actually technically a 5.9 litre oh. uh, because of the way the, the, the engine capacity is. Um, so it produces 421 kilowatts of power, which is just nonsensical to, to push through two rear wheels, uh, 620 newton metres of torque, and it does the 0 to 100 dash in just 3.9 seconds. Shut up. It is fast, that and is it is bonkers, loud. Is it? You hear this thing like five minutes before you see it. It's it's like a fighter jet. You, know, <laughs> you hear it, you're looking around like, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> and you see it. Um, oh, wow. But it, it, is, it is incredible. And uh, the only downside and upside is that it comes with one gearbox, and it's an automated manual. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, with an automated manual, for, for the folks listening that haven't driven one before, you have to sort of preempt gear shifts. So if you're not shifting manually, when you feel the car is about to come to a shift, you have to lift off the throttle a bit. Mm. It would be the same as in a manual car if you stayed on the throttle in between gear changes. The car prevents it from shunting as the clutch sort of gets uh, deployed again. So it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, but the advantage is if you're in seventh gear, for example, which mm. is a seven-speed box, you can go all the way down to second without having to stop through on the way. So you can oh, yeah. just go clicking really fast to second and you will go from seventh to second without the car kicking up a fuss. So yeah, okay. it's a very cool setup. Yeah, right. It's, it, they're, they're such a sexy looking thing, but um, I guess with this, going back to that DB10, uh, they do need a bit of a spruce up the, the current Aston Martin range. Yeah. It's been around for quite a while, that yeah. design. It, does it, is it still kind of capture the attention of uh, passers-by? Look, it absolutely does. Mm. And and uh, Aston Martin at the moment is doing a promotion where you can get one drive away. They're advertising a drive away for about 229 <laughs> which is so weird for a what? V8 Vantage. So if you rocked up to a cafe with a V8 Vantage, which has been out now for six years, yeah. and then... And I rocked up at a cafe with a 911 Turbo, which I paid an extra 150k for. Wow. Um, would you look at it and go, oh, that guy's better because he's got a Porsche? I don't no. think so. Everyone would look at the Aston and go, wow, you're cool. You've got an Aston. And do you think, I feel like with that brand, and again, I guess it's a part of that connection with the Bond movies and also the fact that it's very British, it's almost like the gentleman's supercar yes. or high-end sports car. Absolutely. It's not as leery. The design is classic. Regardless yep. of what you think about it, it is classic and it's yep. beautiful. Um, is that, yeah, do you get that kind of impression as 100%, well? 100%, yeah. yeah. Look, it, you... Although I'm not a gentleman by any stretch, <laughs> I did feel very gentlemanly driving it. And you get the different sort of attention. Like, right. a, a Porsche is different. People look at you and sort of curse at you. Whereas with right. an Aston, they look at you and they're like, wow, yeah. look at that. They spend the time to appreciate it. Yep. Um, and so much so that uh, I reviewed it at, at, a, at a hotel, uh, the Werribee Mansion. Oh. And um, we were parked out the front and there's big signs that say no parking. And, and the uh, the concierge said, oh, you can just leave it there overnight. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, but the guy in the 911 actually had to park out in the car park. He wasn't allowed to park That's at amazing. the front. And I'm like, that kind of sums it up. That's pretty strip popular. <laughs> But then you look at some of those other kind of more Larry cars. I think uh, Dan Gardner was uh, lucky enough to drive the uh, Lamborghini, Lamborghini Huracan 
and the Aventador back to back. And look, you know, there's nothing like them on the road and it, it, it's a really special thing to see, but it is, it's almost shocking to the eye yes. when you see it. Yeah. Um, and this car just doesn't do anything. Yeah. It, it's sort of very different. If you look at the, th- the main three V12 contenders, you've got the, the Aston Martin or you've got the other Aston Martins, but the, mm. V8, uh, the, the V12 Vantage, you've got the Lamborghini Aventador and you've got the Ferrari F12 mm. Berlinetta. So they're all so different. Like the Aston and the Ferrari I find similar because mm. they're, they're very um, drivable. You can drive them day to day. Okay. Um, whereas the Aventador is very much an in-your-face. <laughs> Can't take that to the shops uh, no. sort of thing. So these these cars have an element of practicality, whereas the Lambo is very much about you yeah. and being seen. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Showy, it's not showy, discreet. No, there's nothing discreet about it. <laughs> Um, but I guess, and we apart from well, again this DB10, they're going to have a whole range of models because they've also got they've got other models that um, they sell. There's the DB9. This is the V Advantage. What's, what's yeah, the, something else? The, um, Virage. Oh, the, yes. no, I don't think Virage exists anymore, but the Vanquish. That's what um, it, that, yeah. that made a comeback. So yeah. I, I can see them expanding, and they, they have a part, some sort of a partnership with Mercedes Benz. So yeah. we will see some cooler engines coming, maybe forced induction. I think this will definitely be the last of the naturally aspirated big V12s because. <laughs> They're becoming a thing of the past. I wondered that. That's that surely would be it for them. And so. the funny thing was, I had a look at the average fuel consumption, and mm. uh, it said nineteen point nine. And I thought, oh, that's okay. And then I realised that the the meter didn't actually go higher than nineteen point nine. So it oh, was God. it was probably more like thirty nine point nine or something. So just a little bit funny. Just a little bit. And look, you don't buy it for that kind of thing, though, do no. you? No, that's no, it. no. What's fuel? But you're giving it your thumbs up. Oh yeah, double, <laughs> double, thumbs, double up. thumbs up. Double thumbs up, and some other things up apparently as well. But. Uh, <laughs> Um, now, do stick around. We've got lots more uh, for the rest of the show before the Techno Gaze guys take over. We've been talking about lots of things Ford, Holden, Aston Martin, you name it. You name it. But we're moving on to something <laughs> a little bit sexier now. And that is Suzuki, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned before, the Vitara name is back in Australia after I think it was about a 14-year absence. You can still buy yeah. a Grand Vitara, yes. though. So that's a little bit of a bigger car, which apparently does very well in regional areas. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. But the new Vitara is back and it went on sale. Uh, well, it's been in showrooms for a little while, but they had a media launch this week. And I got to drive it and I was really impressed. It I, is a cool, cool yeah, car. Yeah, don't you think? I, I was just surprised. Like, we, yep. we had a quick steer of one just before the launch and yep. uh, it was like this orangey colour and um, it, oh, it looks so yep. cool. Yeah. Um, and I was just blown away with the fact that for t- 22-ish starting price, yep. you get nav, you get a reversing camera and that cool infotainment system. Yeah. I mean, that is sensational. Uh, so all of, cool. I was really surprised with the level of standard gear they've put in this thing. That, that, it's funny you mentioned that infotainment system because it's very much like the Ford Sync yes. system. So it's a, basically a screen in four quarters and it's even colour coordinated. Yeah. And I was like, that is very Sync. So I don't Clever. know what the legal issue is there, <laughs> but I'll leave that alone. Sync with a K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But... Excuse me. It's nice to see kind of Suzuki uh, doing something like this. They've got a couple of models on their in, on their sheets that are really great little cars. Like the Swift is a fantastic yeah. little thing. Um, the S Cross isn't bad, but yeah. I think this could potentially really lift their sales in this country. Um, I really liked the way it drove. I was really surprised with how quiet it was, and yeah. we drove on some pretty crummy roads, and yep. it was shockingly quiet yep. and I for a car of that price you just don't kind of expect that level of refinement Absolutely. and it's look you know the cabin's nothing to write home about but everything works it looks yep. good the fit and finish is fantastic yeah I think Suzuki do that kind of thing really well it's not it's nothing that's going to kind of yep. win any design awards but 
it just works yep. really well. For that price, that's what a buyer is after, a car that's functional, mm. that looks cool and does the job. And mm. Suzuki are known for reliability. Um, some of the plastics inside were a little scratchy, yeah. but who cares? And and it, it is quite an accomplished mm. soft rotor in the regard that you've got uh, that sort of lockable differential type thing yep. to, to give you permanent all-wheel drive. And you've got the, the off-road modes mm. as well. So, look, it's not going to climb Everest, but, you know, if you've got to <laughs> yeah. get to a campsite or something, it's fine. Do yeah. it. And, look, I was surprised. They said in the, the, the press conference that, you know, it, it, it handles like a small car. And I was surprised at how well it handled. Uh, we drove uh, the Arthur's Seat Road. It's very windy. And I was quite shocked at how, how well it, it managed that road. The manual I loved. It's this beautiful little um, slick-shifting manual, but it's only a five-speeder. Mm. And look, at the end of the day, no one's going to buy it in Australia, are yep. they? Like, That's just not auto happen. only yes. is, is the thing. That's yeah. the thing. But the, also, the only thing I have against it as well is there's a huge leap from from that base model through to the higher-end model, which yeah. adds a few more things. But the, you're really paying for the four-wheel drive, yeah. and it's... It's a good seven or eight grand more, you and would I just do don't it. think that's worth it. No, you would not do it. Just stick with the two-wheel drive. It, yep. it is perfectly accomplished for what it is, and it's not like the four-wheel drive is going to be able to take you all that much further anyway. So, yeah, um, it, yeah I, I think the two-wheel drive is the pick of the bunch. Yeah. And, and look, in that space, and they kept comparing it with your things like your Mazda CX-3s, your Honda HRVs, and that kind of thing. It's it's very um, it's a very busy little segment. It is. Um, and, but I think this is people love Suzuki as a brand. Yep. People that know about Suzuki loves Suzuki's yeah. a brand yeah. and they want to support that brand and I think this is the car to do it whether it'll get to those levels of Mazda and Honda I highly doubt they're very yeah. ambitious about where they want That's to be right. um, yeah. but I don't think they'll get there but in terms of practicality it's right up there with the HRV maybe not as big yeah. Yeah. And look, Ma- Mazda just until recently had a small issue with the CX-3 where it was awarded four-star safety rating, but they had it tested locally and it, it jumped to five-star. And that is confusing for us, let alone the average punter. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, little, yeah that, it's, it is quite bizarre how that's happened. And this one, um, they talked up the five-star safety of the uh, Vitara, but that's a Euro end cap and yeah. it hasn't been tested in Australia. So I'm reluctant to... With, with how everything's know. going at the moment, it could be a two-star car. <laughs> you just <laughs> don't knows? know. This is yeah. the thing. It's all over the place. But look, it's, you know, for, for our money, it's really, really worth having a look at um, if you're looking for something. Even if you're looking for a small car yep. and you're kind of like, well, maybe I want a higher ride, I think this is something that's really worth and it. And a so. lot of the emails we get from from our readers, uh, a lot of the, the older readers... Um, are asking for small SUVs like this because they're easier to get in and out of. If you look at something like a Mazda 2, you've got to sort of sit into the car, whereas a car like the Vitara and the CX-3 HRV, you're you're sort of not climbing into it, but it's at level uh, hip height, and that sort of works for for older clientele. Look, it does. Um, and they're the same kind of people that buy the soul and the ruckus. Yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly right. Because they're edgy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. That's true. That's true. But moving on from the Vitara, which does get a bit of a tick of approval, uh, something else that's pretty much been given a tick of approval by everyone that's driven a car, and that's Tesla Model yeah. S. Yeah, I hate being that guy, but mm. I love this car. Oh, look, who doesn't, though? And Do I'm not I mean? on the take because Tesla does not advertise no. anywhere. They're like <laughs> Apple. It's weird. Yeah. But um, the, the car is incredible. So wh- what I wanted to do, so mm. I've driven the P85D, which is the all-wheel drive. It's currently the world's fastest four-door sedan, regardless of petrol or electric. So, it is 
it is incredibly quick. 0 to 100 in 3.3 seconds with this thing called Insane Mode. And it's about to be quicker with uh, something called Ludicrous Mode. Uh, and what I wanted to do to demonstrate just how fast it is was to actually line it up against the P85 Plus, which is their rear-wheel drive sports car. Ah, yes. So we found an, an empty airstrip, a P85 Plus and a P85D, and we did a drag race. Now, what Not I would in rec- drag. No. Uh, that was after. It's a different video. So <laughs> Excellent. We'll release that on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically what we did was line them up, drag race them, and the 85 Plus is a fast car. The 85D left it as if... You know, it was in in sort of reverse or something. It right. was it was like huge difference. So, if you want to see the video, head to caradvice.com.au. It's the headline item there, and just watch it and and just prepare to be blown away. It is yeah. it is a cool car, um, five hundred something plus kilometres range, mm. uh, supercharges now opening around the country, so you could drive from Melbourne to Sydney in theory. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, you know, it's it's so cool. Yeah. I love the direction we're heading in. Yeah, it, it is exciting. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with the um, the Model X, I think, is next on yes. the agenda for them, which is their SUV, which I think will just go absolutely bananas. Oh, yeah, but it is expensive. It's not cheap. No. It's going to be more expensive than the Model S, and that means in Australia that the top model could be over $200,000. That's off the chart. On the road, yeah. So... That is a lot. And what I... Look, I'm very sceptical about one thing. It's So, it's got these... I don't know what you call the doors. The falcon wing. Thank you. Or something. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Some kind of winged door. Um, and it, it looks brilliant when they're open. Yep. Um, and they say that it's going to be okay when you, you know, go to a car park or whatever. But it... I, I never I, are. No, I go to. There's a car park up here that I park my car yep. up, and it's you know the level above you comes right down. You yep. can't guarantee that. Like, no, and even yeah. like something like the i8. If you oh. or the BMW i8, if you pull up next to another car, you you don't know whether you're going to hit the car next to you. Mm. And imagine your two hundred thousand dollar car whacking into something next to you because you can't actually tell whether the door yeah. can open or not. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. No, right. neither do I. It's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to hear that how, how that goes. And look, I'm not looking for Tesla to fail. I'm not. No. But it will. But be you will video it if it does. <laughs> you know it. You know. But it. they will have an affordable car, the Model Three, yeah. which is I think next year or the year after, um, and that will be starting from thirty five thousand US dollars. So you will be able to walk away mm. um, for about fifty k in a fully electric vehicle, and it's going to be awesome. like BMW three series yeah. size ish. We all can we just all just move away from the number three? Yeah, three series model three, Mazda three. Yep. Like you know, there's the um, oh, what are they called? Chorus. Of threes. Chorus yes. have got a three. Yes. Calm down, like no yeah. more threes. Yeah. You know, three. We've had enough. Exactly. End of three. CX three. Thank you, yeah. Michael, for reminding me of that one as well. Um, in my ear now. Uh, no, but um, look, that's about it from us. Quite frankly, we have to get the hell out of here. We've yeah. got to move on. Yeah, yeah. Blend, just move on. Yeah. Um, but Paul, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been a quiet. treat. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, and have a very safe flight over to Frankfurt. Yes. And hopefully we'll hear from you and, and what, what you saw and all that kind of stuff um, in a very short period of time. Uh, my name is Tim Nicholson, uh, signing off for Fender Bender for another week. Safe driving. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. See joy.org.au for more details. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.